Have you ever contemplated that the basis of science was almost spiritual in nature? That it was people just curious, wanting to make the world better, just trying to figure stuff out? Somewhere along the way, the majority of science that's done today has lost that. We serve science. Science doesn't necessarily serve us in a lot of ways. Because greed and corporate entities and the lust for power and money has overwritten that spiritual nature that once existed in science. I sat back down with Brendan Murphy and explored this topic. Explored the basis of some of the ideas that we take as gospel from the religion of science. From the white coats that tell us everything. And I think this year, especially for those that think critically, we've been able to see a few holes in the gospel of science. I wanted to talk to Brennan about this because his book, The Grand Illusion, is based a lot around this. He's got a very unique opinion on this subject. And it's interesting that The Grand Illusion, one of the illusions is time because time is malleable. And this podcast only goes for an hour and a half, but it's a bit insane how much we get through in that hour and a half. And it's the second time I've spoken to Brendan. What's interesting is that off the mic, I've probably talked to Brendan for about 15 minutes, bar a few emails, and most of our communication has been on the mic. It's one of those opportunities that the podcast has provided that I really appreciate. And hopefully sometime in the near future, we can catch up face to face and do another one. This is a really awesome conversation, guys. As I sit here and do the intro, I haven't decided on the music yet, so that'll be a surprise. I really appreciate all the new listeners and the new followers across all the platforms. If you can give me a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, everybody knows by now that that helps in the ratings. That'd be very cool. Reach out, unlockingthecode9 at gmail.com, unlockingthecode on Instagram, Facebook. I haven't got too much more. Next couple of days, we're going on another field trip. We'll see what comes of that. Look after yourselves, guys. Stay safe, be cool, and we'll talk soon. Cheers.
see what's next and we're live all right mate well we're not live we uh over zoom uh back with brendan murphy he's come back to join us again this week how are you mate very well mate i'm a bit wiped a little bit tired but i'm hanging in there yeah 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 we as we just had a discussion welcome to the world of podcasting mate you've decided to <laughs> to to do podcasting and it, it takes a bit of time doesn't it <laughs> It, it does. You know what? I actually did a, we did a good two year stint of it um, many years ago. Well, not many, but maybe six or seven. And I just sort of got back on the horse uh, over the last six months and realized, oh, this is a lot more work than I remembered. <laughs> yes, mate. Well, you're, you're six or seven years older too. I don't tell anyone, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't look it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's right. Uh, they're, they're, they're not natural highlights in your beard that I see there, mate. But yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, uh, you're doing some excellent work, you know. What? And just tell everyone your podcast name as well, just again. Uh, Truthiverse. Truthiverse, yeah. So, look, I mean, I'm a subscriber. I've listened to some of your stuff, and you are doing some very valuable work around the, the pandemic, as you like to put it. Um, but, but we're going to step away from that tonight, and we're going to get back into pretty much what you based your book on, but uh, a more of a roundabout discussion. Uh, we just had Law versus Law. And I wanted to talk about science and spirituality and probably from the standpoint that I think, well, science is its own religion, I think, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think what a lot of people don't understand, I know you, you get into in your book is that science is actually based out of the occult and, and, and essentially spirituality, like playing with these things, the, the elements and all this sort of stuff was actually done from a, not a religious, but a, you know, you could say paganistic or, you know, insert whatever term you want in there. However, it does, it's based in that. And there is something spiritual about science yet, like everything else. And as we're learning this year, science is, is corrupted as, as, as with everything else. So I suppose the, the question off the top is that, do you think that science was founded in spirituality of some in some way or form yeah i think i think a few people trace back the origins of, of science or the scientific method to the alchemists of the middle ages that's what i was getting um, at yeah 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 so i think that there is a and you know alchemy was a, a sort of spiritual pursuit and you know yeah very esoteric and very occult if you like and 
they were, you know, they were the sort of like the, the proto chemists, the first chemists who were experimenting. They were, you know, mixing things. They had their, you know, <laughs> their concoctions, their mixtures. They were heating things and creating reactions, and they were kind of the first chemists. So it was, it was definitely not, um, not a sort of a materialistically oriented pursuit back then. It was a spiritually oriented pursuit. Um, you know, chasing the philosopher's stone. And we sort of seem to have gone gone from there. So yeah, it started in an in interesting place, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you could go before that, you know, you'd go and see the the lady in the hut with her herbs and her, her plants and she'd fix up the medicines for you. And, you know, mm. that was almost seen as a spiritual experience as well. You'd go and see the shaman, you'd go and see the medicine woman, you'd go and see these people. And, you know, that was almost a spiritual experience as much as it was a, a medicinal experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and, and you're right, the alchemists and, you know, they were considered wizards back in the day. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about, you know. Mm. And that is, that is the basis of our science, you know, and, and, and harvesting cadavers and all this sort of dark shit that used to go on back in the day. That, that was not, you know, that was not what gentlemen did. You know what I mean? It's, that was that science is a, was not an honourable pursuit back then. It was done in the basements and all this sort of stuff, you know, and, mm. and we've forgotten about that. And is there a difference between science and spirituality is a, is a, is a larger question. However, where do you sit as far as spirituality is concerned? Do you know, what, what, what is your belief system around that you know i've been asking the guests that a lot because it's quite what i find that it's quite fascinating that we're similar same same but different yet the same goal at the end anyway so i was just wondering like because obviously a 600 page book how many how long did you research that book for i can only imagine um that book was the end result of I ended up pumping out about eight books worth of material and that was just the first published volume. So I was doing it for five, at least five years minimum full time. Um, so, you know, there's a good 10,000 hours in that, in that first volume. So yeah. Um, something that I was pretty devoted to as a, as someone who started as a mystic, if you like, I mean, not what you would call, you know, a structured uh, mystic in, in terms of having a practice, but I started down that path because I had, um, you know, sort of mystical experiences that, revealed to me if you like the the basic fabric or nature of of reality and and who we are what consciousness is and so that was my my point of reference is if you like what most people would call a mystical kind of a point of reference so you know for me everything kind of fits inside of infinity and we're everywhere we look we're looking at these kind of um you know we're looking through this prism of infinity through our our own personal distortions and it's kind of we're all kind of looking at the same thing um, and approaching it from our different angles, it's like you said, like you were saying about the other people you've spoken to, you know, we all kind of say a similar thing. We have a basic kind of message that's essentially the same. Um, I mean, I've, I'm not saying anything new. Uh, it's been the message for the thousands of years. Every mystic um, has said the same exact thing. You know, reality is infinity. We are infinite. Um, there's no time. There's no space. It's all this illusion. So you know, that's kind of where I come from. And I was trying to figure out how to illustrate that in as many different angles, interesting ways as, as humanly possible in, in that one, one volume. One volume. Yeah. But you're, you're in, you're in number two as well, aren't you? That's part of what you're doing as well. Yeah. It's, uh, it's well underway. It's, it's quite large at this point. So I may have to edit it down a bit. Well, man, I look forward to it. And I suppose look, the, the peering through infinity is, 
is spiritual and scientific at the same time because that's what they're trying to do. We're trying to peer into space, into infinity, you know, and I think it was, uh, I said this on the last podcast and I remember Lawrence Krauss, he said that, you know, what you've got to grasp is what we see is infinite, but what past, what is past that is infinite and what's past that is infinite. Like it never actually, we've got no concept of how it ends. And the interesting thing about, it's 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 so within and as without you know because the, the more they look down into the molecules and into the you know there's there's always something else and they keep going 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 you know the, the the bigger the microscopes get the smaller the stuff we can view and there's always something there um and it is it is infinite one of the things i wanted to ask you about because it was something in your book i was reading is about ether so what do you understand because i mean obviously in the in the pentacle uh the, that's actually the it's a protection symbol primarily but it's representative of the five elements earth air fire water spirit and or ether but that's the is is that from a science perspective that's like dark matter that's the the space between spaces that's what holds it all together but we can't actually see it is that is that what you would understand um yeah i think i think some people would take the angle of of dark matter i think dark matter is one of those tricky things that it's sort of like it comes out of the the kind of big bang cosmology which has been kind of under 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 assault for a long time and pulled pulled to pieces so um i do think that there are there are other if you like layers of reality or density levels of reality that we may be that may actually be affecting our our sort of three-dimensional reality and, and influencing that whether it's through gravity or what have you Mm-hmm. what we interpret as gravity um but my my take on the ether in in the book is is the etheric medium is not like it uh it's not sort of like a gas or a plasma or, or you know something hanging in the air it is actually this substrate of reality itself that is kind of like you know you have to kind of talk about it using analogies so it's kind of like you know a fish in water and you know we are the fish and the fish as far as the fish is concerned the water is basically is virtually not there. I mean, it's not aware of of the concept of water, um, and it it probably doesn't know what it's like to to not have water. So it's got this. And to continue the analogy, when the fish blows a bubble, releases some air, that bubble is actually emptiness. And what you know, my study and the the investigations that have been done in this have shown that is that the the bubble is matter, and what we think of as matter is just is, is literally emptiness. It is the, that water, the medium, the etheric medium being pushed back and separated out. And inside of it is just essentially um, the absence of the medium. And that's what we think is solid matter, but it's actually nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. That's interesting because I think, and I have, to, it's interesting. You talk about the big bang theory, right? And that, you know, the dark matter, the Big Bang Theory was invented to make the math work, really, you know, or to give us some story of creation. Um, you know, everything, you know, exploding infinitely in a, in a second is quite an interesting prospect. And the math on it's very interesting. However, you know, it's... it's is it a thing? Okay. I want to talk about science for a second because I know you're going to have some opinions on this. Is that, and the Big Bang Theory is one of them. Uh, we could talk about the theory of evolution. We could talk about um, the geology of the planet. We could talk about, you know, th- that's one that I love because I'm obviously all about the, the stones and that. It's like 
when you see the cutout of the earth with it sliced open and the mantle and the crust and this and that and the other, we don't actually know that that exists. We've never, the, the deepest we've drilled is 26 kilometers into the earth. That's it. So that is just a, an educated guess that that's what it yeah. looks like. Right. However, if you were to ask anyone, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, science has this way of, and a lot of my research uh, looking into the ancient societies and megalith societies and theories and there's evidence behind that is that a lot of the things that we've just been told, and it's interesting, the word I'm about to use is gospel. Um, it, a lot of it's built on sand, isn't it, mate? You know, these, these ideas that as, as Western men, we've been in trained to believe if you actually start to investigate them with an objective perspective and, you know, some modicum of uh, understanding um, of the theory, a lot of these things don't actually make sense. They are not based in a lot of fact. And the fact that they are based on is like infinitesimal. uh, And they build these theories out of such the smallest thing to make it, to understand our place in the universe, understand our place in the cosmos. Because like, I, I'm with you that I think there's other densities or dimensions here, you know, we choose whichever word you want to use, parallel universes, um, that do affect us here. And, you know, 10 years ago, you were labelled as crazy, but now quantum physics is proving that I think they've done the math out to the 11th dimension or something like that. So now the math says that dimensions are possible, right? And what I think about science and quantum mechanics and physics is that we go back to the alchemists. It's also some of the science they're doing at the moment is all, all almost proving that magic is real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that, that how we understand magic is actually real. Um, but a lot of these theories, as I say, they're, they're based on nothing, aren't they? Mate? Well, what, I know you probably got, I know you're doing some important work around that with what's going on. However, your other investigations must have found the same thing as well. Yeah, you're right, actually. And that's a good observation because um, what, what seems to have happened is that as the, the religion of the world, if you like Catholicism or Christianity, um, started to lose, lose uh, prominence and, and, and dominion over the, the collective psyche, um, what happened was that the religion of science grew up in its place and it supplanted the, the, you know, it supplanted the God out there in the clouds, the, big, the guy with the beard on the cloud, with the guy with the uh, the microscope or the stethoscope, and you know, so we the white we've, coat. Yeah, yeah, and we've we've replaced the the you know the priesthood with the scientific priesthood. So we still have these these arbiters of reality who tell us who interpret you know the the good word or the gospel for us, and we're supposed to shut up and and just take it and believe them and take it on faith. And um and unless you had the little initials at the end of your name then you, your opinion doesn't count. And it doesn't also, it also doesn't count even if you do have the initials at the end of your name, but if you're not supporting the official narrative, you're a quack, you're a heretic, and we want to burn you at the stake, except we're not allowed to kill people anymore, so we have to burn your career and your rep- reputation instead, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, man. I can't even... I agree with that so much. Like, a lot of the guys that I follow, they're alternative um, archaeologists or, you know what I mean? And, you know, they're, they're called all these names but you look into it the science the, the work that they're doing they're actually being honest about their work whereas these other guys they're just towing the bloody narrative and i think mm. that's what's disappointing for me you know when i really really started digging into this about four years ago it's like and i found out all this new stuff 
and it wasn't just someone casting the stones. This is actual, you know, here's the crater, here's this, here's this, here's it. We can see this. This is how old it is. And you're like, surely isn't, wasn't science supposed to be about discovery and, and understanding and, and new ideas? And why don't these people, when a new idea comes, it's valid, give it its due diligence, make sure, it, you know, and then, wow, embrace how, this is an awesome idea. Thank you very much. You know, we can move forward with this. But instead, these, you know, quackademics, yeah. you know, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't, they've developed, I think the problem is they've devoted their life to something, haven't they? And then they yeah, can't, they don't right. want to see it, they don't want to see it burned. But if they no. were true, true scientists, surely it, it is about that discovery, you know? Yeah, well, that's right. You're right. And that, that is, that's where, see, people throw the word science around, but what they're usually talking about is the mainstream belief system that is called science. And, it, you know, science is not about a belief structure. It's not a, even about a model based on science. It's actually what it's about is what is testable, what is provable, what's falsifiable. It's about the scientific method and the scientific method is designed to investigate and, and unlock and discover and open things up and, and give us a chance to grapple and measure and make sense of data. And when you go away from that into, um, you know, science with a capital S, like I believe in science, kind of these people who talk like that, they, they want you to sh simply shut up because you're saying something that makes them uncomfortable that challenges the official narrative generally. That's what I've found. Um, and, you know, I like how you brought up the, the stuff about the Big Bang and all, and all this kind of thing. And if, you, if I backtrack to that as well, part of it, well, actually, I want to mention this also. The, um, in the old days, I think what happened was we had a, a society that was firstly not dominated by corporations. So scientists, I think, were able to, what happened was people in the sort of the, the upper classes, if you like, or sort of in the arist aristocratic classes, or at least, you know, not not the dirt poor peasantry. They were they were in positions to to do uh, their own investigative work and their own research without someone having to fund them. Yeah, you just know? out of curiosity as well. A lot of these people, you know. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. And so you had these people who were gen genuine seekers of truth and genuine innovators and inventors who were working independently. And then over time, what's happened is we've had this sort of huge um, transition into the you know the industrial, commercial, corporate age. And now we don't really have a lot of that anymore. Independent voices are silenced because we have these corporations that have agendas, which is making money. Um, you know, they're connected into the secret societies and the bloodlines and they have their own agendas. And so now science is not about the search for truth. It's not about the understanding of how things work. It's about how do we get this product onto the market and get people to buy this crap and not ask questions? How do we silence people who are asking questions? <laughs> That's exactly right, mate. That's exactly right. You, I've got something. Did you want to go back to the Big Bang? I was interested to see what you say about that backtrack there. Yeah, I think it's yeah for sure. Let's go there because if you the, the paradigm itself is is really a problem. I mean, I think it informs a lot of our modern modern thinking um, and the modern kind of dysfunction in the world because it basically it says regardless of how you interpret the technicalities or, or the or the basic concept of well this this tiny you know tiny 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 no 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 really tiny <laughs> spark of like a head of, of a pin of something yeah like tiny. Yeah, that's yeah. right it's like yeah. it's not nothing but it's kind of nothing and it's like and then and then it exploded and then it expanded and kept expanding and they keep having to alter this this ridiculous idea to make it force fit it into their data because it doesn't make sense but the bigger picture is that it's the narrative that it, it's built which is 
it's meaningless. Like the message of the Big Bang is that we live in a pointless, meaningless, dead universe. It's mechanistic. It's all winding down slowly to, towards um, heat really, death according to the yeah. laws of entropy. Yeah. And so, you know, so basically that helps to give birth to the sort of dog-eat-dog mentality, the, the sort of just utilitarian way of thinking where, you know, it just doesn't, there's no morality because it's stripped morality out. It's stripped ideas about God, the afterlife, accountability, took it away. So now it's like might equals right. The, the, you know, the strongest will triumph and this kind of thing. And then, of course, that paves the way for corporate to stomp all over the face of humanity and force their agenda and their shitty product onto us. And, and so it's just gone from there. But it's, it's this toxic, life is meaningless, we're all just waiting to die, kind of everything's just breaking down mentality. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's not an empowering paradigm for civilization to be, to be built on. I mean, it's very, very soul-crushing soul and just totally absent of spirit, really. It's just totally absent of any kind of bigger picture and, and nothing means anything anymore. And we've, we've never really had that situation, as far as I can see, in, in our known history, um, even the esoteric history. I think civilizations always have some kind of bigger picture and some, some sort of like, well, this is why what we do matters, because there are consequences, because, you know, it will affect my soul in the long run and I'll have to answer for what I've done kind of thing, you know, in one form or another. And, and we did away with that and we opened the door to complete um, corporate immorality, just, you know, rapacious greed, venality and, and all this. So that's where we are now. Yes. Yeah. And I look at that. Uh, that's something that I've been echoing pretty much since I started this thing is that modern society does not serve our soul. And th when, and we're beginning to figure that out. Right. We, we last took discussion, we had a discussion about you know, our generation that has seen the old to the new and what it was in the, what, you know, the, the freedom we had as children in the 80s and early 90s compared to what we're trying to do to our children now. And, you know, like that's a mind bending thing as well. And I think we, we're realizing this. And, well, you know, there's, there's a growing number of people that are, I hate the term waking up, however, uh, every day. And, their, their, their understanding that this stuff doesn't serve our soul. And we, you know, and the thing is, is that science has allowed us, you know, in some form to meet each other, you know, so it's not like it's a bad thing, but what we, we, we've taken the spirituality out of it because that doesn't make you money, you know, yeah. because the, you know, how much better does, do these stupid devices need to be? You know what I mean? Like how, you know, like, and that, but we've been taught that, like you say, the greed based, if you buy the next shiny thing, mate, you're going to feel better and it's going to make you better. Okay? Yep, fill that hole. Yeah. It's going to fill that hole, but it's not going to fill it for long. So you're going to need the next fucking shiny thing. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You need the next fucking shiny thing. Cause that's not going to make you feel good. Right. And I think a lot of us are, are realizing and understanding that that doesn't satisfy our soul. Um, actually had an interesting experience uh, with a, a good friend of mine, Franco, we were on a, uh, uh, a seminar with Neil Donald Walsh, you know, the guy that wrote Conversations with God. Yeah. Fascinating books. Not too sure whether he was just get, uh, talking to God or not. However, the, the concept is very interesting and they're, they're, they're interesting books. There's a couple of them up in there. But um, he was saying that his father was like 75 or 80 or something. He was on his deathbed. And he's like, Neil, I don't understand. I'm, I'm not happy. And he's like, what do you mean, Dad? He's like, well... I did what I was told. I went to school. I did good grades. I played sport. I went to college. I got the job. I got the girl. 
I've got the car, I've got the house, I've got the better job, I had the kids, I've got the white picket fence, I did everything that I was fucking told to do that was going to make me happy. And here I am on my deathbed, I'm fucking miserable. Right? That is the core problem with modern society and our, our worship of what we see as science. Because it's not, it's not. This is this is it. It's like you know you you made a good point there where you you're talking about well science has allowed us to uh, you know have this conversation and I think people a lot of people who haven't thought things through clearly or critically they when they hear you criticize so-called science they think that you're anti-technology that you're anti-progress that you're anti this and that and it's like no no if we all we're doing is making the distinction that science in you know broadly to make a huge generalization it has been hijacked by vested interests so that it's no longer operating according to strict scientific method and it's a lot of what passes what gets published today a lot of what gets published in the most prestigious scientific journals is just garbage and they know it's garbage i mean I've wrote, I wrote an article about this in 2018 that if anyone, if anyone disagrees with me, you need to go and read that because it will destroy any argument you have because it's, it's coming from the editors of the journals themselves. They're telling us we can't trust what is published. There are hoax papers published. There's pharmaceutical garbage that is absolute propaganda rubbish that is called science, which is not real science because they're not pursuing truth. They're not trying to actually follow the scientific method. They are operating along, along the, they're just serving the religion of, they're playing to the religion of science, this, this mentality that people have where you're not allowed to question the authority figures, of course, which mm. is a logical fallacy. You know, truth isn't determined by authority. It's determined by what's true and what makes sense and evidence. Um, so we've lost our way. But to criticise what people perceive as science is just, it's not we're anti-technology or anti-progress. They're, they're two different things and you have to make the distinction there. And I think a lot of people just don't do that. There's a lot of confusion. Yeah. And you do have to make that distinction. I'm not, you know, I think the problem with, you know, we keep using science word is that it doesn't serve us anymore. We serve it. You know yep. what I mean? And I think, you know, if, if we, if science served us, we wouldn't have, you know, ostracized Nikola Tesla who without him, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation at all. Right. But no one, you know, Tesla's not taught about in schools or any of that sort of stuff. Like, he literally is responsible. The baseline of his inventions are responsible for the modern age, yep. and we don't talk about it because the 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 people at the time. And I uh, I know he said I've got I'm a, I'm a meme collector. It's a problem. I've got three thousand memes. But I saw there's a, there was a picture of the Rockefeller um, in the 1920s like eating America. And I'm like, wow, that one holds true. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. because th that's the reason Tesla was disbanded. He wanted to, he wanted science to serve humanity, yeah. not humans to serve the science. And that's the reason he was ostracized. Yeah. With, without him, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So yeah. I'm not, not against progress or technology as such. I'm against being sucked dry by a system that is, is almost a super organism unto itself now. You know, That's right. and you know, if you, uh, Chris Ryan's another really cool podcaster. And he, he said this one day, it's like the system, the, the, the corporation and the, and all these things that are serving themselves, it's almost a super organism. It almost exists unto itself. You know, let's say the guy from the CEO from Exxon, you know, went to bloody Peru and had a five day ayahuasca trip comes back and goes, Hey, 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 we can't fucking do this anymore. Right. We've got to move on. This is, we're destroying the planet. 
by lunchtime he's gone and the next bloke's in his fucking seat. Like yep. it, that, that organism looked after itself. It didn't matter who was at the top, um, you know, yeah. and we've let this stuff get away from us. And I think the thing with modern science serving it, it it's we us serving them is that we're playing an infinite, we're trying to play an infinite profit game on a finite scale. And I think that's another, like I'm not against progress. I'm not against technology. However, there's only so much shit on this big blue ball and we can only turn that shit into so much shit before, you know what I mean? Like before it turned sideways, you know? Yeah. yeah. And also, you know, science, Science is not just science anymore. It's been weaponized. Science has been, Absolutely. the technology has been weaponized against us so that the available knowledge has been weaponized against us. And it serves this, this behemoth, this thing that you're talking about that just has its own, it's this entity unto itself. And it's like this externalization of the collective unconsciousness that's taken form in this really satanic kind of guise and is now attacking the very humans that allow it to exist in the first place. Um, and it's like you say, it's kind of, once you go into that realm, um, you know, even if you have the best of intentions, you'll be gone in a day mm. and someone else will replace you in a day and it'll just keep rolling because it does have its own, it is its own sort of thought form entity that we, we are now having to defend ourselves against. And, you know, that's, I think, part of the, the interplay between us, you know, the, the us and the them is that it helps... <laughs> hopefully helps us to, you know, wake up like you were saying, like there are unprecedented numbers of people waking up now because the pressure on us to actually think and to do something and and, and just go, what is, what the hell is going on here? Like this bullshit doesn't make sense. And that's making people stop and question things. And it's because of that machine rolling on and rolling on just without conscience, with no awareness, no bigger picture awareness, just like we need to make profits, we must control them, we must stop the dissidents, you know, like that's it. That's so it. It's, yeah. it's been weapon, science has been weaponized and co-opted and now, you know, we got to understand what we're up against here. It's not that we're anti-scientific method, it's no. that we're challenging the technocracy that uses science against humanity. Technocracy. I love your words, man. You come up with some good words. I like that. Not, not uh, my word, but it's apropos. <laughs> Absolutely, it definitely works, you know. I'm definitely not against the scientific method. I spent Father's Day, you know, I took my kids out to an axe grinding place and I spent Father's Day measuring and investigating a mega, you know, a, a maybe a megalithic site here in Queensland. So I'm not against the scientific method at all. Mm. What I'm against is the fact that once upon a time, science and spirituality were one and the same and we've lost sight of that, you know. And, and you know, it's like you talk about pharmaceuticals. Don't even get me started. Like, we, we, we can... You know, where, where's the hundreds of thousands of people dying from opioids every year? You know what I mean? Like, what, we don't want to have that conversation. We can't have that conversation, right? You know, we, you know, and talk about doctors. Like, my doctor as a kid, Doctor Bongiorno, I still remember his name, mate. He stitched me up, he patched me up, he did bloody all sorts of things when I was a kid. I wouldn't trust my doctor down the road to stitch me up. You know, like I'd do it myself before I trust him <laughs> to do that. Yeah. You know? but that the doctor that I had back then was actually a doctor. He was a healer. He, you'd go to him and he would fix shit. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas you, all it's, they are now is prescription pad riders banking their bloody 50 bucks every 15 minutes. Like that's the reality that's behind it. it. Yeah, that's it. And that's the tragedy of medicine now is that meds, all these like wide eyed, you know, um, 
students who want to go out into the world and be healers and do something good. Like they go into the medical education system thinking that's their vehicle to do it. And then they get a really rude awakening when they discover that they're just being trained to be pimps and whores for big pharma. And that's it. Like that's how they're trained and they're trained to, to be completely unaware of what it is that actually makes a human healthy and yes. thrive. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, that's why you don't go to doctors anymore. Most people avoid them like the plague and with good reason. I mean, like, I've got no problems with the medical system, you know, the hospital fixing a broken bone or setting it in place, all that stuff. Like emergency stuff is great. Like shit happens, accidents happen. We need that. We need that stuff. But been in the emergency I'm, room a few times, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you have, mate. <laughs> um, being chased by those giant boulders in the in the tunnels and whatnot. <laughs> and, um, and I agree with Robert Mendelssohn, who was a doctor, a very quite a well-known doctor back in the 70s, late 70s, he was writing. And he was quite a dissident doctor. And he said that if we got rid of 95% of modern medicine, not only would we, we be not worse off, we'd actually all be better off for it. And a lot of people would hear that. Members of the, the Church of Modern Medicine would hear that. And, and that would be sacrilege and blasphemy. But the reality is, if you look at how medicine functions and what it takes to really be healthy, it makes perfect sense. Because we've been sucked into a disease creation, disease management system, calling itself the healing profession. And unfortunately, that's not the case. We, we only need about 5 to 10% of, of the medicine that's out there in the mainstream. The rest of it is bullshit that we've been duped into mm. perceiving the need for because we don't know how to look after ourselves. Right. That's right. And, I was, and, and the, you know, the, the corporations of processed food that are feeding us fucking dog shit that our <laughs> bodies don't like that, you know, like we talk about drugs, the most addictive drug that we deal with on a day-to-day basis is sugar. End of mm. story. Right. You, if you, you know, and this this is coming from someone who has who's got a biscuit problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I love me some Arnott's biscuits and milk, man. Don't get me wrong. However, I you know, and I did the exercise a few years ago. Um, after I got sick, I put on a heap of weight and all that sort of stuff, and thought oh, it's time to get over this. And um, it was I watched I think it was a sugar documentary. I can't remember the name of it now, but it's basically measure your sugar intake on a day to day basis and just on a general day. I think I was on a general day, I was consuming 350 grams of sugar. And when you get a kilo, when you get a kilo of sugar, but it's not much, mate. Think about this. It's a, it's a, mon- a monster energy drink. Yeah. Mars bar. You know what I mean? An iced coffee. You know what I mean? It's not much. It's only like five things. And that's 300 grams of sugar, man. You know, that's, and it's, that's it. It's, it's easy. It's, it's easy, bro. But here's, here's how we make it easy for the listeners is just, you just need to look at this. Is what you're eating, does it qualify as food? Mars yeah, bar doesn't qualify as food. Well, fo- yeah, it's not uh, food, yeah. That energy drink doesn't qualify as food and it's certainly not like pure water. I mean, so all that shit is garbage and we know it's garbage. So why are we eating it in the first place regardless of the sugar content? I don't understand. <laughs> it's interesting, man. It's, well, we've been, we, again, we, we are under the religion of, of uh, what we've been fed. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's the... You know, it's the same as the three meals a day. You must eat breakfast. You must do this. You must do that. Well, not not really. Um, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years, we're hunter-gatherers and we might have been lucky if we ate once a fucking day. And yeah. that's the reality, right? And that's that's the bodies that we have ancestrally come from, you know? So, you know, eating three square meals a day, you know, I mean, one of the best pieces of marketing, but one of the craziest pieces of marketing was bacon and eggs did you know that 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 was a marketing exercise oh is that right yeah go yeah on. <laughs> yeah it was it was the it was the 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 eggs and the bacon they had excess of it in america in the in the 
40s or 50s or something. And it was that there's a famous marketing guy. The name's gone for me, but he's the one that um, sold cigarettes to women. Um, all these kids. You're not talking about Bernays, are you? Is it Bernays? Edward Bernays. It might be Bernays, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he was behind bacon and eggs as well. Which is, and look, that's a service to society. Bacon and eggs is awesome. <laughs> However, and that's more food than anything else, you know, animal fats and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a marketing scheme. Like a yeah. lot of the things, it's a marketing scheme. It's just That's basically it. put as many shiny things in front of you as you can. Yeah. And um, you're going to have to buy it eventually. That's you know? right. Yeah. And, I think I think it's a good point, man. And, you know, there are people out there who are eating, you know, once a day and they're thriving, you know. I think that's, like you said, a lot closer to our natural sort of um, biological rhythm that we would have adapted to over, over time. I fast, I fast 16 hours a day most days. Yeah, I think that's actually really. I mean, as long as you feel good doing it, if you feel shit doing it, you probably need to rethink it. But if you feel good, that's awesome. I, I try to push it to to sixteen or as close to it as possible most of the time. So yeah, yeah. Man, I I, I think it's great. Uh, look, you know, the, the I'll be honest and say the COVID times of um, and just I think the external stresses of everything that's going on and you know modern society crumbling before us um, is not not <laughs> it's not it does affect us on many different levels. Yeah. Um, so my choice of food during my eating periods hasn't been great. However, um, I, I am, I am back on the wagon officially. So um, I've said it now on the podcast. So now I'm fucked. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I, I, I had to, had to recalibrate and refocus. Um, yeah. Mainly look, my, I, and I've, I did a podcast about it the other day. My nan died two months ago, man. And, and she was pretty prominent in my life. And I think I spun off the wheels a little bit. So, which is understandable. However, time to recalibrate. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, exactly, bro. Sorry to hear about your nan. She, she would want you to smarten up and, and get, it, get your act together. <laughs> Precisely why I'm doing it. Because that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> get it together. Uh, but yeah, we are victims. Uh, uh, and science is a lot of marketing as well. I mean, something that we're not um, privy to here in Australia but I know they have in New Zealand, America is like, is the pharmaceutical ads. Have you seen some of those fucking ads? Yeah, it's crazy. It's so all pervasive. man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Are you yeah. unhappy? <laughs> Would you like to feel good? Well, I've got a pill for you. Yeah. 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 It's wild. Yeah, it's side so effects are anal bleeding and fucking rectal tears. and. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be happy for long, that's for sure. That's right. You got to keep taking them. You got to keep taking them. It's yeah. so bizarre that we've created such a dysfunctional society that we not only like can't feel normal emotions, but when we do, we think we have to medicate them away as soon as possible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, I think from a um, like a medical standpoint, I've actually got a very interesting experience with that because when I got sick, right? I, I I think I don't know if I told you I caught a, I got a virus in PNG called chikungunya. You know, it sounds like you order it with a side of rice at a Thai restaurant. That just sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds tasty, <laughs> doesn't it? It was not. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality was I was the first case in Australia ever, right? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a virus. It's a mosquito-borne virus from like India. It's from the other side of the planet. And I was the first case in Australia. And what I actually saw and like, it's very broken. So like 2013, I lost basically two months of my life, but over like it's blank. Like the whole of March and February, March, 2013 is very, very hazy. I, I couldn't tell you. 
but leading like I do remember going to the doctors and they, they took so much fucking blood out of me, man. Like I can't even tell you, like I was giving them blood like so much and they basically had no idea that they, they had no idea what was wrong with me. They couldn't diagnose what was wrong with me and they were literally just throwing things at me. And if it wasn't for my, my beautiful wife, I would, I would have been in trouble, man, because they want to put me on arthritis medication and all this sort of stuff. Cause my hands swelled up to the size of like small basketballs. Mm. Basically, um, you've probably been a pretty active fella most of your life. You had a few yeah. injuries over the years. For sure. <laughs> Imagine every single injury you've ever had coming back at once. Oh, uh, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. It was fucking shit. I, <laughs> I can't even express to you how bad it was. But my hands, because I like, played AFL for so long, I busted all my fingers, you know. Yep. So I, my hands swelled up, like claws and shit. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, I remember this arthritis medication because it stood out because of the side effects. It's like, oh, if you take this, you might, your hands might release, but it's going to accelerate arthritis and get your bones to be brittle. And I think color blindness was another side effect and like, all this stuff. And, I, and I, I do remember that going, hang on a fucking minute. There's no way I'm taking this. No way. Like, does it, I will be fine. You know, this will resolve itself. But even if you take, so, so talk about medicine, um, the reason I'm here and able to have a, a succinct conversation with you is because of my wife. Because they had me in the hospital, man. My temperature was above 40 degrees. They had no idea what to do. And just, just feeding me with IV bags. That's honestly all they were doing um, to try and keep my temperature down. And my white blood cell count was plummeting like through the floor, um, which is obviously not a good thing. And... But my wife, she makes aromatherapy and she deals with bushflower essences and she does alternative medicines. Mm. So while they're not doing anything apart from feeding me bad food and putting IV bags through me, she'd come in and she'd punch me full of vitamins and give me bushflower essences and, and all this sort of stuff, like on the sly, like <laughs> pull the curtain close, here, take this, take this, take this, right? And the thing is, if you look back on, if I look at, the same, so if you took someone else who just in the system, in our medical system that is, is you know, swear is, you know, pledge allegiance, so I've got my hand up, right? Um, whose brain had boiled for that amount of time, they would have moderate to severe brain damage. And I don't. And the only difference is, is the medicines that my wife snuck into me at the hospital. Yeah. Yep. But if I was to go to a doctor and say, hey, how about you take regular vitamins? How about you, you have a look at, you know, some, some of the flower, you know, some of the bush flower essences may help you as well. Different, you know, symptoms and bits and pieces. You'd be called crazy yep. and you still are. It's a focus on illness, not wellness. Yeah. You know, it's a focus on you are less. So you need more. It's not, there's never, a, um, with modern science, there's never, there, you can't get no satisfaction. You know what I mean? They, they generally don't try to understand the, the actual causes of anything either. Um, you know, what they do is they look at a symptom and they go, okay, well, what drug have we developed for that symptom? Okay, this is what you need. You need, And, you know, there's so many assumptions built into it. Um, it it's pretty bizarre that we, in, in our world, like, you know, what you were doing with your wife, I mean, she, she's supposed to be the crazy quack crackpot. Yes. And, yet, and yet her treatment is completely non-toxic, completely harmless, and t turned out to be effective, whereas mm. the thing that was going to make your ass bleed and, you know, your eyes fall out, yeah. Is is the only credible pathway to you know restoring your health? I mean, it's it's just batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna go colorblind and, and your bones are gonna fucking fade, but 
you, you won't have any pain for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because we'll burn your pain receptors away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and I, yeah, it's, it's in, and, it, and it's in every, it pervades every level of, of modern science as well. I think it, that's what it's, you know, it, we, could, we could go on with examples of it. It's you just know. system systematic arrogance, and and that's what we have to help break down. Is is this this idea that the the unclean, unwashed masses who don't have the qualifications, mm. they don't have a clue. They they're just basically like infants, and we need to look after them. We need to intervene, intercede on their behalf to make sure that they they they're okay. You know, we'll look at it's this pat- patristic, patronizing. Uh, oh, it's disgusting. It's condescending, disgusting, yeah. yeah, attitude, and it's systematic, well, systemic, as say in the medical system, because they they train them like that with that that attitude of, well, we've got the science, we this this is the pinnacle of progress, you know, all that attitude, um, and and yet you know their treatments are actually largely factually threadbare and and without much evidential support and plenty of plenty of reasons not to generally. Absolutely, yeah. There's more and more reasons not to do it if you actually pay attention to it, and I should let listeners know. Was it uh, Dr. Andy Kaufman you had on your podcast, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that one. That's really good. You know what I mean? And, and he he goes in, and with firsthand experience goes into detail about exactly what we're talking about now. So don't ex- don't don't take us for uh, <laughs> don't take what we're saying seriously. He's an actual doctor. He he was saying it as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's um and even like. The th- I know you're 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 deep in the in the pandemic, but from my side, where you know with the megalith stuff and the in and how old are we and what's the timeframes and what are we dealing with? Like, there's so much evidence to that's it's so much more concrete than what they say is true. Uh, that is just ignored. Like you know, yeah, just 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 ignore the fact, you know, and and then people because I think the thing is, and it's all about controlling narrative, mate. You know from if they can control the past, you know, they can control the present and therefore they can control the future. Well, theoretically, right. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do find, you know, and there, there's a few positives to come out of what is happening at the moment. And it is the accelerated uh, awakening of, of many people just waking up and going, what the fuck is going on? Like, um, you know, and I know, I know you love the COVID test, but a, a good mate of mine, uh, had to have one the other day and um, it was just work protocol. He got the flu, so he's got to have a COVID test. I said, I said, what's it like, man? He goes, well, you know, I go in there and this, this, this chick hands me, you know, pretty hot, hot little nurse hands me a tissue and says, this is for your tears. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, you're going to cry. And he goes, It'll be over quickly. And then she, he goes, then they shoved this thing that felt like it touched my brain up one nostril and then ripped it out and then went straight up the other one and ripped it out. And then basically drew all over the back of his tonsils and that's it. You're done. It was all done in like 10 seconds. He's like, it was a fucking experience. And I turned to him and said, so that's what it takes to test to see whether you've got it, but a single droplet of saliva will infect you. This is, this is the law. Like they don't want you to think about this stuff. Like <laughs> exactly what you're saying. Like this, this, this virus. Okay. Yeah. Like let's just ignore the whole virus discussion. This yeah. virus is so pervasive, it's so ubiquitous, so deadly and, and replicates so easily and spreads so easily that we can't find it anywhere on you. So we have to shove something into the back of your skull and, <laughs> and get a swab of... And it's like... You've got to be, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like, 
Yeah. None of it makes any sense. If you still think that narrative is real, you're just, you're just asleep at the wheel. Yeah. And it's just like, and, and him, my mate goes, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. He goes, I said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and now what, what are they going to do with this DNA sample? Because my understanding is that they're profiling us. It's yep. DNA profiling and that's all going into a database. So don't take the frigging test, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even like um, Ancestry.com and stuff like that, like I was pretty curious about that till I found out they keep your DNA. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. yeah so again, again, it's just another pocket of your data that can be sold to the highest bidder. Yeah, and it's your property too. People don't generally think of their bodies as property, but your body is your own property. So they are not really, without your consent, people can't go taking your thumbprint or your DNA samples or whatever, you know? Mm, well, yeah, I remember they used to, like the police would do that at the shows and stuff. Oh, I'll take your fingerprints. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm not doing that, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give us your fingerprints. Thanks very much. You know. How's that, how's that for like subconscious conditioning though? Like yeah, we're yeah. Pre- preparing you to, you know, view yourself as a criminal. Like you are an incipient criminal. We're just preparing you to go through this procedure at a later date. <laughs> fun exercise. Yeah, let's put yeah. your fingerprints on the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you refuse to take the COVID test or something, you know, you'll be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I think the, honestly, part of the great awakening this year is because of the bullshit science. Like I think it's become so glaringly obvious that you, you can't actually deny it. You know, I think we'd had this discussion last time. It's like, you know, if you, if you can't see that that's fucking ridiculous, I don't know where we can go from here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but fortunately more and more people every day, and, you know, I've, I've spoken to, you know, people that I wouldn't say were awake. Um, however, they're approaching me with these sort of conversations. I'm like, well, that's fucking fantastic that you're trying to think about it critically because it is all bullshit. I'm sorry. It's pretty scary that it's all bullshit, but it is. And it's, it's yeah. unfortunate. However, at least if we can recognize that it is, now we can move forward from here, you know. Yeah. And maybe we can still have the technology, we can still have the progress, but how about we embrace, embrace a little bit of spirituality within ourselves, within each other, and the actual big blue ball that gives us everything, right? That we do not honor at any, you know, very much at all anymore. Um, yet that is our vehicle through space. Um, and maybe we can we can find some sort of happy medium. Maybe we can we can bring the spirituality back into science, back into understanding. You know, because the reality is now is that for ideas to change is that they have to, they, these, these scientists, these doctors, these all this shit and doctors across the board, um, they have to die before the paradigm changes. Yeah. And, you know, and I think medically as well, it's like when they finish medical school, they're 10 years behind the ball anyway. Oh, at least, at least. You know, uh, so it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you're right on. You're right on. It's a, uh, it's a weird, weird time to, to be alive, but, I think, you know, it's, it's worth having that conversation. I, I like that you're getting people coming up to you and saying, you know, hey, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and it's like we, we, we've been in collective denial for so long now that it's like it's really inexcusable that in the information age with the most powerful information tool available ever, but we still think you can get an accurate worldview from Channel 9 and Channel 7. Like, give me a friggin' break. Um, <laughs> it, and it's the denial that gets me. It's like, if, are you saying that if someone was robbing your house during the night without your knowledge, would you, would you actually not want to know? Or if someone, like, to get a bit dark, if someone was molesting one of your children, would you rather not know because knowing it 
is just so horrible or the ramifications of knowing about it are so awful. I don't think there are many people who would, I mean, I know that there's a small percentage, but most people who are relatively psychologically healthy would say, no, you're right. I would want to know. I would want to know because then I can do something about it. And that's exactly the situation that we're in right now is once you know, as Mm. fucked up as it is, we can do something about it. And look, unfortunately, that is a, you know, that is a dark analogy. However, fucking true. They, Mm. You know, there's, I can't, I hail from Ballarat, mate. You go, you go to Ballarat in front of the Catholic churches, there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ribbons tied on the things as victims of molestation by priests. Wow. Like hundreds. I'm not joking, man. Like on this, yeah. on the pool that I used to go to, I used to do swimming lessons at, like it was going on, man. It, wow. it, and, and people hit it. They hit it and they hit it and they hit it because of the same fucking thing, that greed, that control, that the power of whatever that is. You know, and look, and and where are the children? You know, there's some interesting numbers coming out about missing kids as well that are being revealed that are very, very fascinating. Even if, even if, even if 50% of it's bullshit, Mm. like, well, I work on all these theories, man. What we work on here in the refinery is what if 1% is true? Yeah. If 1% of all the alternate theories out there is true, it's only 1%. And it's got to be reasonable to assume that at least 1% is based in some sort of truth. Then the world changes, man. Everything changes. Totally, totally. I mean, I remember when I was speaking to uh, Robert Steele, you know, former CIA officer, and he estimated, uh, this is four years ago, he estimated at the time that he reckoned approximately one third of the members of Congress were at, somehow involved in the child molestation and the child trafficking. Yes. Um, but even if only 1% of them were involved, only 1% is still a lot. I mean, you would still need to do something about that. That's big. That's big numbers. That's a, that's a serious problem you've got there. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. Well, and the thing is too, we like to pretend that through the idiot box that it's not happening here. It is happening here. It is yeah. happening in Australia. We are an extension of the modern society. If you don't think those same influences and those same things go on in this country, you, 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 you're delusional. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like the, these, these paradigms and the control you know, we could talk about the, the sellout of our entire country um, to, to, feed the, to feed the machine. Uh, you know, we allowed that to happen under our watch. Um, however, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. And, and, and again, all these things are one and the same. They, they are somewhat based in science because that is the overarching um, magical fucking whatever it's you the, it's, the, it's the religion it's the, the core civilizational religion and myth is that science is now science is our god and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's we can't you can't question god right you can't you just can't no you, know? you can't no. only only the those who are qualified can interpret the will of god for us and tell us lowly plebeians what his will is and then we just shut up and do it yeah um that's that's what they've done so the the search you know the search for truth is is science but it's i mean it should be science but it is spiritual there's that's why the the there's you know they're really just two different approaches to the same thing they're both the the real scientist is searching for truth just like the mystic or the occultist is searching for truth as well they're taking completely different approaches but it is spiritual in in essence at its core mm. well i mean i think we could both echo this with the different work that we do you know when i walk the land looking for things and connecting and stuff like that that is a truly spiritual experience to me that is where i find center that's where i find self that is where my spirit woke up um 
yet I'm taking a set square and a tape measure and I'm taking photos and I'm measuring and I'm, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, that is actually a perfect analogy. And I can imagine for you as well, through your research, your quest was to try and bring these two together and try and understand them and synthesize that data. But that journey must've been a spiritual experience, even though you were applying a a scientific method to your book to try and break it down. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've, we've known now for like what, 30, 40 years, at least 40 years, I think that the, the quantum physicists are saying the same thing that the mystics have always been saying. So they've all arrived at the same place. Um, they're all telling us that space is an illusion, that time is an illusion, it doesn't exist, mm. and that our perception is, is all we ultimately have, uh, and that the foundation of reality is consciousness, and that mm. without an, an observer, without a conscious observer, Happens, we cannot yeah. meaningfully talk about anything existing in the first place. So they've arrived at the same place. Yeah. So, you know, yet the problem is, is that, and you would almost say that some of these quantum physicists, they are in it for the spiritual side, some of them, um, yet behind them is a machine that is worth trillions of dollars, you know, like, and it is, is not going to stop um, unless we stop it. You know, I think that's, that's these, this is the crossroads that we're at. You know, I think while, while I'm, yeah, 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 why I'm trying to ask some of the bigger questions uh, on the podcast lately, where we talk about this science and spirituality and have a blunt conversation about it, you know, law versus law, religion, belief systems. I, I'm trying to ask some of the bigger questions away from the craziness that's going on at the moment, because we need to have these bigger discussions. Because if we don't, we're not going to find a way forward, right? As you say, it's like everything, um, I don't know whether we said this last time, but throughout in our lives, if you think about it, Brendan, we have had every single major thing has been been shown to be full of shit. Um, there's yep. no major, it's like when we were kids in the eighties, you, you know, the politicians were the politicians, the banks were the banks. It was all fucking, everything was the church was the church. You know what I mean? But in our existence, everything's bullshit. Like, and clearly so um, for those that are willing to see. Um, yeah. I, I actually posted something on Instagram today. It's like the, the truth has never denied the seeker, but the seeker has denied the truth. Yeah, exactly. You know, those, it's those who are, who are genuine in their, their desire will, will have truth revealed to them to the extent that they are genuine and to the extent that they are willing to see without an agenda and without their ego filters mm-hmm. and ego memberships and just accept the, whatever the truth may be. And it, yeah, it's like you're saying, like at the moment, or the surface level is that basically everything we've been taught to believe is bullshit. It's all, it's all provable nonsense. Um, <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. yeah it's just, nonsense. it is. It's just, it's just it's like cosmic joke. But um, if we, if we lean into it and look at it, we can, we can actually give ourselves the capacity to do something really, really amazing, create something amazing that's based on intentionality and awareness rather than, just blindly going through the motions and doing as we're told and taking everything on faith. Like mm. we've, we've given up so much of our autonomy and our agency mm. because of the, you know, this, this authority structure and all these weird ideas that we have about not, not challenging authority and all this kind of thing. But mm. we actually need to, because that's, that's how science ultimately progresses is by pulling down an established paradigm, pulling down an established, established belief dismantling it and throwing it out and going, well, that's, that doesn't work anymore. We just disproved it. So 
here's the next thing. And knowledge is, is not fixed. We just, if you just understand, like if you're thinking like a religious person, you're going to really struggle to accept that knowledge is not fixed. It's certainly not in science. I mean, the point of science is to continue developing, continue oh. moving, moving the model forward. So if you can understand that. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can't even, you know, this is again, because it's like, Oh, science is bad. Well, you fucking hate everything. No, I don't hate everything. Right. Oh, this idea is wrong. Well, this idea must be the way. No, it's not the way. It's just the next step to get to the next step, man. Like, we just got to, you know what I mean? Like, not everything's going to be right the first time. You're not going to figure it out the first time. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, it's like people have to be attached to these ideas and they have to, it's, it's, it's maddening, you know, and, and you, you, you can't have a conversation with someone, you know, who, who's in that mindset. Um, actually, you know, I tell you what, man, I, I've been, uh, I've been upgrading some of my qualifications as a teacher over the last couple of days and I found out something very disturbing. So of the, uh, adult population in Australia, how, what percentage do you think are functionally literate? Li- as, uh, literate, literally. <laughs> literate. Reading, um, writing, numeracy. Oh man, I mean, you know, we're supposed to be pretty advanced at this point, but I, I have a feeling you're going to say something really shocking, like twenty percent or worse. Fifty. Fifty. That is horrible. That is absolutely awful. Yeah, man. Like that's basically the last two days I've been learning about foundation skills and how to how to reteach reading, writing, and numeracy to the adults that I teach on a daily basis. Yeah, right. And and it's like, and I'm like, hey, hang on a minute, are you serious? Fifty percent. And I'm like, how does that, you know, how does, because I've, I've got, you know, my daughter's in primary school, right? And she's writing her name and she's beginning to read. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. She's almost functionally literate at six. So what happens between six and 17? And a lot of these kids, man, they've got your 12 fucking certificates, dude. Like, how do you get a, a year 12 certificate and be functionally illiterate? That I, is incredible. And like, so you, you talk about the breakdown of modern society. It's even in there too, mate. You know what I mean? Like, and I, but this teacher that I had, I'm like, so I said, off the record, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, we just got to teach them. I'm like, okay, you don't, and I, the, the bigger question's not for you. However, but it's like, I couldn't believe it. And it, yeah. it and, but if you then take, so we talk about these people that blindly follow these ideals and do what they're told. If these people are functionally illiterate, then it's no fucking wonder, man, because they don't actually understand what's being served to them. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. the system has obviously created that to make them functionally illiterate. So they just do what they do, what they do, what they do, man. It's fucking sad, dude. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was, I was shocked. That is, um, that is, that's proof. I mean, what more proof do you need that the education system doesn't actually work? I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, and, and what I love actually about this whole, like the fascism that's emerging and really pushing, pushing people away. It's actually pushing people away from the mainstream education system, which is failing mm. and it's encouraging people to do unschooling, Steiner schooling, homeschooling. Mm. And that's, that's like to be literate. That's all you need. You don't need to spend 13 years sitting in a friggin' prison cell with staring at the whiteboard or the blackboard. Um, you know, I mean, I just, it, doesn't it's an outdated model and it came down through the you know the rockefeller family these people who wanted to just train us up to function in factories, factories. yeah factory just, workers, be, exactly, just, yeah. just smart enough to follow basic instructions but not smart enough to question the system they were participating in so, absolutely that's exactly what it's designed to do yeah 
that's where these people seem to be stuck. And it's, it's shocking. I mean, I don't know how you reach people. Um, I guess, you know, that's what podcasts are for. <laughs> it is, man. Look, there's a reason that podcasts are the fastest growing medium. Um, the reality is that people have lost the art of having a long form conversation and we actually crave that we crave mm-hmm. long form conversation and the, you know, both of our podcasts, you know, what I like about yours is that it's a genuine conversation, you know, and, that, and that's the compliment that I've been given about mine because people can listen, but if these people are literate, they, they can listen, but they can't actually read. They can't actually do the research. It's not that they don't want to. Yeah. It's that they've been, the system has failed them to the point where they can't, yeah. you know, um, you know, and obviously, you know, and look, the, 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 and the system would feed into the fact that both parents have to work now. You know what I mean? There's all these things like, it's like, Oh, you're not paying attention to your kids. Well, yeah, well, both parents have got to work 40 hours a week to try and keep a roof above their heads because of the system that has been created. So yeah. it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you've got no time for your children. So they're missing out on that extra attention. And yeah. let's not forget a bit like science as well as education that back in the day, uh, one tutor would have three or four students. You know what I mean? Like that's like, if you go back to how people were educated back in the day, mm. before it became the factory school system, that yeah. it was one honest person who just wanted to learn about stuff, trying to teach the children how to learn about stuff. And, you know, it was, it was actually, there was, there was a purity in it that, you know, philosophy and so, you know, like it's not, it's not the mass English science PE fucking whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. There was actually a structure of, of, of true education yeah. behind it. You That's know? right. Yeah. It's, it's, we've, we've just lost the plot. We've, we've fallen so far from that now. Mm. Um, it is factory sort of cookie cutter model of schooling doesn't, doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work bro. And we just got to get away from it. So I'm kind of happy about the, the way that the the pandemic is going on on the one hand as far as it's getting people to go oh well you know you're screwing us around here with the school system you know you're going to bring in man for jabs and all this stuff so well we're just going to take my kids out of school and we're going to find another way and then they're going to have this one-to-one tuition that they so desperately really need mm-hmm. and you know you can bring in like the specialists who this the math specialist the, the you know and give them this exposure to someone who really lives and breathes the subject matter and, and embodies it. And, and it's not just someone, you know, pointing at a whiteboard all day long and telling you to rote learn a bunch of really boring, meaningless, unconnected stuff that doesn't mm. matter to you. Yeah, well, I mean, I remember I, I passed year 12 by the skin of my teeth. I was, I was just as amazed as anybody else. Um, <laughs> however, um, and it wasn't because I couldn't do it. It was just boring as batshit, honestly. I, yeah. I, I, was not, I was not interested at all. And, you know, all my years were the same. Term one, A's and B's. Term two, C's and D's. Term three, fuck, you were lucky if I was paying attention. Um, <laughs> but, I had um, a similar pattern, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, no. Oh, miss, can we go next door and focus on our projects? Yeah, gone, right? Um, <laughs> but I remember being that angry with the school system when I got out and I started working that I kept track for like four years of how much I used that I learned at school at work. And it was literally nothing. Right. Mm. But do you know what I did use? All the things I learned out of school, hanging out with my mates, hanging out in the bush, the survival instincts, the logic, the, the pulling mowers apart, the fucking doing this and doing that. I didn't do any of that at school. 
what yeah. I used was the stuff I learned out of school. I learned, I learned nothing at school that I actually used for years and years and years. And yeah. I actually kept track of it because I was angry about it. <laughs> but, um, um, it's, yeah, it, it's such it's, a, yeah, it's just a tragic, tragic ob- like observation that you can actually, and I, I say the same thing, man. Like I would say at least 95% of what I sat through and was forced to learn, I have completely forgotten. Don't use it. Don't yeah. want to know about it. Um, yeah. It's just, it's not relevant to the, the, the child's like human existence. Children, yeah. children figure it out themselves if you let them figure it out. They don't need to be this in this condescending patronizing system. Like unschooling, they just you just basically leave them to their own devices and mm. let them do whatever they are pulled to do naturally, instinctively inclined to do. And you know, you see these amazing stories where some like there was one kid who just wanted to fish all the time, he just wanted to go fishing. Mm. And for like however many months or years it was, he just did that every day. And that was it. And they let him do it. And then one day he suddenly showed this amazing interest in like advanced mathematics and physics. And the next thing you know, he's, he's just suddenly this like little Einstein character. Mm. Um, and that wasn't because he was, it was because they left him alone to naturally, for it to naturally emerge what was in his soul. Like what is, what is it that makes you tick? What lights you up, man? And the, yeah, school, system, the school system beats that out of us. Fucking represses us, man. That's the thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many, you know, I see it all the time with my students, right? They come into my class and, and, and they're, they're so repressed from the, the authoritative schooling that they've been in. And I'm like, hey, listen, man, it's cool. This is not going to be the way. Oh, I can't learn. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I can't do this. I go, no, 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 no. Don't forget about everything you've fucking been taught, right? This is what we're going to learn, and I'm going to do it my way, but I'm going to do it through story. I'm going to do it through example. I'm going to do it through making a dickhead out of myself. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to give you something to look at and actually do. and yeah, so many of my students, man, I've seen them come in and I couldn't think that, that completing a certificate three to them was almost unachievable, right? It's, and when they complete it, it's like, it's amazing to see them develop. And it's like, well, I didn't do, you know, teaching found me. However, I don't, I'm not, it's not rocket surgery, man, what I'm doing, you know. I pay attention. I try and make it entertaining and I give them actual life skills as opposed to just dictating a fucking book. Um, and these students, they blossom, man, you know, in a percentage. I was just talking to one today. He took all the lessons that I gave to him over the period and he's fucking run with it, man. He's, he looks healthy. He's happy. He wants to, you know, he's, he's, he's doing it. He's got a job. He's got another job lined up. He's doing this, he's doing that. It's like, it's not that fucking hard, but it seems to be over the course of 16, 17 years, they fuck it up. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be better to learn about how the tax system works, how to learn about if you're going to buy a house, how to, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things, philosophy, you know, meditation. There's so many things you could, if you wanted to go to have an education, there's so many things you could do primarily letting someone go and go, yeah, do you want to go fishing? Go fishing, man. I can go. You'd be right. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, you'll learn about nature. You'll learn about the fish. You'll learn about how to, you know, what bait to use. You'll learn about the movement patterns of the fish in the water. You'll see like so much stuff that we just, we're just blind to because we're, we're put into this, this system that's blinkered, absolutely disconnected from everything except the corporate, the corporate world because that's what we're being conditioned to go into is the corporate world and you'll be a lawyer, you'll be a doctor, you'll be this, that, and you'll work, whatever. It's just like... You want another statistic I've learned over the last couple of days? Yeah. How many, how many fucking law degrees, how many successful lawyers or law degree students aren't working in law in Australia? How many do you reckon? 
I reckon at least 30%. 60,000. 6,000. Wow, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of lawyers out of work. 60, 60, 60,000. Yeah, massive. Yeah, like they've now they're $150,000 in debt to be a lawyer because that's what you need to do to be successful. 60,000 of them are not working in law. Yeah, man. I mean, what the fuck is the point of that, man? Like, what is, what is the point? It's a really hard way to learn that, um, that you know, selling your soul, uh, ultimately doesn't serve you. Like, that it's a really long and roundabout and painful way to learn that, hey, maybe, maybe you should actually figure out who the fuck you are mm-hmm. and, and be that and do that instead of going for this cookie cutter approach where we're all just told what to do by the authorities. And it's just, it's not working. I mean, that statistic you've gave, given us, it proves it doesn't work. Yeah, it's unbelievable, man. And, and this is, and these statistics are out there, but again, they're published on the 50th page of an internet government website you know, that they don't tell anyone that they've published it, but they're there, you know, yeah. and then they can say, oh, we, we, we published it on the website. Yeah, it's like 50 pages deep in the bottom right-hand corner, you know, like... That's right, yeah. You yeah. know, and these things that the, the modern science God has, has told us that we, we, we have to be, like the level of bullshit and the lack of spirituality in all of it is fucking unbelievable, you know, and... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, think just, you know, next time you go outside, if you're allowed outside, <laughs> um, you know, half, half of the adults that you see are functionally literate. Like, yeah, try, and, like try and fathom that, man. It's you incredible, know, man. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that just makes the situation so harder because it's like, you know, we're here trying to educate, but then you realise, well, half of what I write is actually the incomprehensible to people. I mean... Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I mean, if you think your book's very technical, it's very well written. However, it's very technical and you have to have a deep grasp um, and understanding of the concepts you're talking about in there to understand it. And as you say, immediately that cuts off fucking 40% of the population, man. Yeah. And so how, and he's, you know, you've got to, in the darker senses, it's like, is this all part of the grand fucking plan to just make us a bunch of sheep? You know what I mean? Like, is that, You've got to ask that question, you know. Um, yeah, well, job done. Yeah, yeah, job, yeah, yeah. Dude, well, well, pretty thorough with that one. They did well. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, this is the hole we got to dig ourselves out of now. So, you know, absolutely. It, the thing is, it doesn't. You don't have to be like, like you, 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 you touched on the the stories that people have about themselves, like the low self esteem and that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I'm a dumb bastard and all that. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to like. Firstly, that's just the story you've told yourself. Because or a story that's been told to you because or, and you've and you've internalized it and then you're telling yourself because someone else told you and you believe them um but but you know it doesn't take a genius to figure out the basics of what's going on in the world and also people because of the narrow way that we're taught and the way we we are taught that we need to be taught we don't we we can't see that everybody or I would say basically everybody has their own kind of innate genius they Everyone I know, everyone I know is a genius at something in, in at least one area where they're just a wizard. Absolutely, a wizard. Everybody's and, got a gift, man. What I don't know, what, yep. it, it, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Could could yep. be knit doilies, man. You could knit the meanest doily that ever existed. <laughs> that's that's valid. A, it's still a fucking gift, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I can't knit one, so you know. Exactly. Yeah. It. Yeah. Exactly. I, I I appreciate the work. I'm not going to do it, but it looks fucking cool. You know, yeah. if you're a master at that, then. Well, there is no masters, but you know, if you're if you're good at that, then that's good, you know. 
Yeah, um, yeah. And, and look, and I see it all the time, man. Like I've probably put five and a half thousand people through a number of courses over the last five or, five or so years since I became a teacher. And everybody learns differently, man. And everybody, you know, how people learn and the way they apply. However, yeah, I've seen some amazing genius come out of the classes that I've taught. And people are just trying to find a fucking job, man. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, look, oh, you're dumb because you didn't pass a structured test that's been designed you didn't give the fucking right answer, you know. Um, and look, I suffered that in high school. I was pretty, I was very good at maths, right? I was doing high level maths for a long time. And I would, I'd get a test and I'd write the answer and I'd get a fail. And they're like, you didn't show you working out. I'm like, is the answer correct? Yes, it is. Then why isn't there a tick there? You didn't show you working out. Well, that's fucking bullshit, man. Like did, I looked at it. That's the answer. Here's the answer. Fuck off. Like, but no, I'd get like failed math tests. Like to the point where they thought I was cheating. This guy thought I was cheating. He isolated me in a room and just to spite him, I just wrote all the answers. <laughs> and he's like, how do, how do you do that? I'm like, dude, I see like, you know, like that quantum mechanics and the physics and the math, like I couldn't, I didn't train to do it, but I can read it. You know what I mean? I can see what it says. Um, and it's, yeah. And it's like, Shouldn't you have fostered? Like, if I had a kid that could do something like that, shouldn't you go, hey, man, that's fucking amazing that you can do that. What do you want to do with this? Let's figure something, you know, let's let's go and apply. Think about a grander problem and spend your life doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as a teacher, that your job is to foster your students yeah. and actually and, and, and allow them to learn and, and educate themselves at a certain rate. And, you know... We're just not doing that, and we're not doing that in any 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 section of our society, and it's fucking sad, man. And you know, we, we've I think firstly we don't understand what it is to be truly spiritual because spirituality is personal, man. It's not. It is. It's it's actually got no, nothing to do with anyone. Um, got nothing to do with any belief systems, any structures, any institutions. It's all it's all you. Yeah, man. But if you've grown up to believe that if you don't pass the test, you're an idiot. And if you don't buy the shiny thing, fucking, you know, worth nothing. And if you don't have the shiny shoes, then you don't have a spiritual belief. You know what I mean? You don't have an understanding of, of self and understanding of, of the things that could actually make you um, a better person. Um, and it, it's, it's a big problem, you know, like I'll be honest, I didn't truly wake up, you know, I'll, you know, once I met my beautiful wife, I figured out that I had to sort my shit out because she didn't deserve it. Um, and, you know, I'd sort of been awake pretty much. Like I've always been that thorn in people's side. Like, why? 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 <laughs> but, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I, I really appreciate it. It's very well and articulately put, but why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I didn't truly wake up till I was in my 30s. And that's why I try and impart some of this stuff on these kids in their teens and early 20s. I'm, listen, guys, I know you think I'm an old bastard who's full of shit. However, trust me, I'm giving you the, like, the, I'm, I'm shortcutting 15 years of existence. You know, yes, we are material girls in the material world. You, you know, you think no one cares, stop paying your bills. However, at the same time, you've got to search for something that is greater than the things you've been told. Um, and that is completely individual and up to you. Mm. Um, because this, everything else is bullshit. And I didn't say this before, 
um, because I've been trying to remember the name of it, but I can't. There was a guy, and as part of his, he, he did a scientific experiment where he stood in front of a group of people and he wore a suit and a tie. I think he had like a thing and a pen and he had a whiteboard and a, and a slideshow and a pair of glasses and nice hair. And he stood up there like this hundred people and just talked absolute nonsense. Nothing that he said during the entire talk made any fucking sense whatsoever. It meant nothing. It was, it was completely designed to be total bullshit. And then they interviewed these people on the outside of the theater and like, Oh yes, yes. He's a very astute, intelligent gentleman. And I feel very informed about the subject and uh, he must be, uh, must be the top of his field. Yes. It's like, he just spoke nothing but fucking bullshit. And there, there is a fair percentage of that, that pervades our existence every fucking day. You know? And if we don't, we don't wake up to that. I mean, I think the thing is, you know, one of the conversations I was having the other day, it's like, fortunately and unfortunately, you know, guys like ourselves, we seem to gravitate towards each other and the circle gets bigger. However, we spend a lot of time talking to each other. It's how do we get, how do we get the, it's true. You know, it's true. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, you know, how do we get this broader message yet is different through all our own personal perspectives to the masses. You know what I mean? I think that's, 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 that's the grand question. So they can understand. Yes. Science is valid. Technology is valid. Progress is okay. But sucking your soul dry while it's happening is not. Mm. Um, and there's got to be another way. And if we, stood up together i think there could be you know we could yep. we could do something you know we, we can we can man i mean we've just never had the will we haven't had the will because we've been programmed to be complacent and lazy and yep. and to put our destiny in the in the hands of our rulers our authorities and you know we can see where that that's leading us and they've revealed their true colors for anyone with eyeballs that work uh we can see that they're just a bunch of fascists yep. so it's it's on us like the opportunity is is in the 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 challenge like we can sit here and, and feel disempowered and powerless and complain and I, i'm not going to stop complaining until it is fixed but at the same time we need to actually be the ones to, who take responsibility for it because right. when sociopaths do what they're doing now they don't stop voluntarily they stop because someone stops them and it's us yeah. we got to step up because on the other side of this whatever the crazy unfolding this is we have the chance to be at the highest level of collective awareness that we've ever seen in our lifetimes, probably for centuries or millennia. Yes, and absolutely, yeah. Because of that, because of that awareness and the choice to be aware, you can create intentionally instead of just going through the motions mindlessly. So what potential is there if we actually band together and say, hey, like we demand better. We are going to create something better here that works for us and serves us. And so we are not under the boot of, or the hoof of the, the new world order. Mm. And you know, the potential it opens up if we are defiant and have some backbone and mm. say, no, I mean, mm. it's basic stuff, but, but um, you know, shit, man, we really more than ever need, need it now. And the potential, the capacity for change in a, a like in a way that we can't even imagine that we've never seen before, you know, this, this, there's a Copernican, Copernican revolution, it's waiting to happen. Like, Absolutely. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is. It's off the charts what we could do um, if we just step out of fear and disempowerment. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I did do an unsupervised the other day and it was basically, 
the message to the silent majority was that we, they have to stand. We have to stand like, cause the silent majority just wants to be cool and live their life and do their thing. And, and wants everyone else to be cool. Um, yet that's not going to truly happen unless we stand together. And I, you know, I keep saying it. However, we need to truly understand that we are in prophetic times, right? In a hundred years from now, our, 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 our kid's grandson's grandson is going to read about what the fuck we did in 2020, right? What we do over the next 12 to 18 months will dictate, will literally echo through eternity. And that's scary. However, like you say, the opportunity that is, that is presenting itself and hopefully will continue, will present itself is, is unbelievable. And is it going to be easy? Of course, it's not going to be fucking easy. Anything worth doing is not easy. I'm sorry, right? And I know that's part of the materialistic existence, the bigger lazy boy and the bigger bucket of KFC. However, yeah. I'm sorry, but you've got to get off the fucking couch, right? Yeah. And nothing worth doing is easy. However, yeah. surely, instead of having the, the short-term span of um, vision that we've had for the last couple of hundred years where it's like, oh, it's not my problem, it's not going to be my problem. Well, guess what? It is everybody's problem because... You know, I've got children, you know, you, you have these, even if people that don't have children, there is children out there that are going to exist on this planet. And surely we should probably everybody's aim of every generation. Let's not leave it more fucked up than we fucking that we started with. You know what I mean? Shouldn't the aim be, let's leave it a little bit better, a little bit better, more love, more nurture, you know, yeah, still advance, still have these things, but let's leave it a bit better for those that are coming next instead yeah. of it's not my fucking problem. Mate. You yeah. Know? Um, and you know, it, I agree to totally. And, and this situation that we're in now is, is, you know, really challenging that mentality of, Oh, well, it's not happening to me. Therefore it doesn't matter because, you know, we've seen historically that in the, in the, you know, Stalinist regimes in, you know, the Maoist dictatorships, any fascist regime, any communist dictatorship, they always, you know, there's always the tiers of society and people, people sort of go, oh, well, I'm here, I'm here, so I'm safe. I'm over here, so I'm safe. And then they, you know, they start picking people off. They start picking groups off. They start picking off the activists, the journalists, and they silence them all. They kid they're kidnapping them in the night. You know, we've seen in Australia now, we've seen people, uh, police knocking the doors down and coming into people's homes, kidnapping Un people. Fucking believable. We've got pre-crime now. We're pre-crime. That's literally where we're at. And people... These, these Gestapo tactics that are being rolled out, it's like, oh, well, it's not happening to me. Well, if you sit there doing nothing for long enough, eventually there will be no one, you'll be next on the list. Right? Doing because doing nothing is its own choice as well, mate. That's the thing. Say that again. Doing nothing is its own choice. Exactly. Not doing anything is a like not making a choice is an illusion. You are making a choice. You're just choosing to do nothing. It's, That's right. And you it, that, has, that has its own consequences, you know? And don't forget that these the police are enforcing the almighty God fucking science, man. You know, we come back to the science and spirituality. We can bring it back around because those police are knocking down the fucking door of that poor mum's house because she wanted to protest because they've been kept in lockdown for 128 days when no one else around the world has been kept in lockdown for that fucking long yep. with, with a fraction of the percentage of the deaths that have happened. Yeah. You know, like the, you know, and I saw the video the other day where the right police in the full right gear pushing them back at the fruit markets. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't even, 
I don't know what, what it's going to take to get through to people. Like if you've ever wondered what life was like in Stalinist Russia, under, under Stalin, under Lenin, any, any dictatorship, just, look at, started, just look at our own backyard. Just look at Australia and you can see what happens in a fascist dictatorship. Yeah. Like, and this is just not, the start of it. This is just how it starts. Just it's like, we'll just start. take you this. We'll take that. We'll take this. We'll take that. We'll take this. Yep. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, fucking it's done. That's right. right. And there's, you know, you know, eventually there's no one left to stand up for you or defend you when they come to you. So this yeah. is, this is it. It's like collectivism in, in the communist sense doesn't, doesn't work. It's actually just totalitarianism, but we have to be a collective in defending each other from the grassroots level yes. and move, move forward like that. I mean, we don't have to agree on everything, but, We've got to be at least informed enough and aware enough to be able to agree, hey, um, it's not okay to be, you know, kicking down people's doors and carting them away for a post they made on social media about, you know, like... Yeah, wanting to have a freedom, have the freedom to walk outside. Yeah, and I don't know how to reason with people who think that what's happening in these instances is... Or like the destruction of our most basic freedoms, like the ability to simply travel, to travel, to leave your house... To, to go out in the sunshine like that's been stripped away from people i don't know how anyone finds that acceptable like that well, is yeah. if you think that's acceptable you are hardcore hardcore fascist <laughs> well the reality is mate we're only about two hours away from each other and i would have been happy to travel to meet you and i'm sure you'd be happy to travel up for an afternoon to come to the refinery mate you know we would have done that pre-covid yeah i wouldn't have hesitated you know you're only you're only on the north coast i'll come down for a drive you know, and I'd love to have you up the refinery. There's a sofa bed in the shed. You know what I mean? Like we, you could, you know, we could stay the night. You know what I mean? And yeah. we probably would have organised something like that, but we can't because we can't cross the border, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's it. And again, it's father science, and and there is no spirituality to because we we sort of railing on science. <laughs> Spiritual <laughs> spirituality is at is at the core of this stuff because that, you know, if, and the thing is with the whole life is meaningless, right? That's the big bang theory. Life is meaningless. Nothing means anything. It's all fucking bullshit, right? It's right down to, it's all just meaningless. It's a hell of a fucking backdrop of it's meaningless, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it enables any kind of behavior you want. You can justify it because it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, for those that lack their own spirituality, so like, can you just pay attention? It's a hell of a backdrop if it means nothing. Like, like, and look, I'm not, I'm not, a, and going to the thing where actually we shouldn't agree, Brendan, we shouldn't agree on everything. There's not, that, that's what makes life interesting is not agreeing yeah. with everything. Um, you know, however, there should be, and this was sort of what I was talking with Martin about, is there a core human code that we should try and exist by, you know? And I think there is, and I think hopefully maybe we've got a, we've got a bit of a chance to, um, bring the spirituality back into science because there is nothing wrong with science at its base. It's just the greed and the corporate fucking bullshit and the, all the stuff that goes with it that we disagree with, you know? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's fake pretend science, pretending to be science. That's, that's what we're taking exception to, I think. Absolutely, man. Now, mate, I know you're tired. I'm tired. So we'll, we'll wrap this up, but I, I, I've got a left field question that I want to ask you about. What's your take on all the UFO stuff. Have you been paying any attention to that? Uh, not lately. I'm, I'm pretty steeped in that. I've been uh, a student of it for many years. Yeah, right. So are you aware that the, the Pentagon's released the fact that they actually have UFOs now? I haven't. No, I wasn't aware of they've released it, no. Yes, they do have craft from, that's not from around here. 
Um, is that right? Oh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. I think we all knew that, but that's good that yeah. they've admitted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not it's not exactly new news. Um, so where where do you? I just wanted to finish with that because it's not something we've talked about. It's completely left field. But where do you stand on the UFOs extraterrestrial, or is that too big of a topic? Do you want to save that for another time? <laughs> oh man, oh, we can have some fun with that. That's um, that is huge. That's huge. Yeah, give, give the listeners a taste, man. I mean, it, like as you say, it's not a surprise that they've admitted that they've got them. We, we've known that for a little while. Um, have it interesting that they actually have admitted that they've got them. Um, yeah, uh, you know, and I think there was a. I'm bad with remembering names tonight. There was a guy that basically said that communism was one control, terrorism was going to be the next control, and then aliens was going to be the next control. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know, I know. On, on his deathbed, Bernard von Braun said that they were, you know, planning the fake, the staged alien invasion. It was going to use holographic technology and whatever. And yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, they they, they could well be. Um, <laughs> Following on on the heels of Convid, we could have the fake alien invasion. And that that could pull us into line. I mean, they've been talking about that for decades about how it would unite us all, under under the you know threat, the existential threat that you unite that's, us that's all. That's right, yeah. mate. Um, so if they're not satisfied with the level of fascism they can achieve under Convid, maybe that's the next play. I, I don't know, but um, uh, the alien thing is is really interesting because it it opens up the, the whole. You can't be a serious student of it without having to ask questions about well okay, what, what is, what's really the nature of things here? Like, what is this, this, the, where's the psyche? What role is the psyche playing here in these encounters? Yeah. Um, are, are these civilizations actually something that might be real on a metaphysical level? Are they thought form entities? Are they something that is real, but only exists at the level of consciousness and we're just interpreting it in a really distorted way? Are we dealing with multi-dimensional beings that are existing? Yeah, exactly, in a exactly, and, and you know, yeah. exactly. And when you get there, you like you realize that you're having discussions about things that aren't constrained to space and time as we conceptualize them. So it gets very messy, <laughs> and a lot of it's like all bets are off. Yeah, absolutely. Have, have you fo- have you followed the David Fravor stuff? The guy that chased the Tic Tac. Have you listened to some of that? No, no. Oh, I'm going to send you some links, man. But I think what we've done is that we've stumbled on our our next topic of discussion. I'll, I'll send you some links so you can dive back down the rabbit hole um, for a minute, and uh, maybe maybe that's the, the topic of our next discussion, mate. That but listen, man, good. listen, man. I really uh, appreciate your time, and um, again, awesome to talk to you. Like our, our entire friendship is, seems to be on the podcast, but that's totally fine at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is my not my my modus operandi anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when the when when we're allowed to actually um, go travel uh, outside our outside our squares, uh, we'll, we'll catch up off the mics, mate. But I re- I really appreciate your time. It's a pleasure talking to you again. And um, yeah, if I can help you with anything, let me know. I'll um, so Truth Averse and the book uh, A Grand Illusion is also very good. Uh, I recommend all the readers get it. Um, you get ebook and hard copy. I saw. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Subscribe from my website. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, man. It's it's good stuff. Um, all right, Glad mate. Thank you, brother. No worries, man. Not a problem. Good on you guys. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers. The world is a vampire.